Welcome to today's edition of The Plumb Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H dot com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and the broadcast today I'll be joined by Jason Bett, one of the financial advisors who sponsors The Plumb Line, specifically on KCBQ in the San Diego area. And we'll discuss financial matters from a biblical perspective. Looking forward to our visit here. You can reach out to me anytime to share your thoughts at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Bat at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm excited to be joined by Jason Betts, one of the fine business sponsors of the Ministry of The Plum Line in San Diego on KCBQ. And we're going to visit a little bit about Open Door Financial, which is his business here that is a sponsor, as I said, of the Plumb Line. Jason is the founder of Open Door Financial. And welcome to the broadcast, Jason. Nice to have you on. Thank you, Jay. Nice to be on the show. Yeah. Happy to be here. We're going to talk a little bit about financial aspects, of course, from a biblical worldview. And you have a presentation entitled Sowing a Kingdom Mindset into Your Business. That's the focus for this edition of The Plumb Line. But the first thing I noticed on the opening slide that you sent to me is you got quite a few acronyms after your name here. So there's a CFP, there's a CHFC, there's an MBA and a CKA. And I'm familiar with a couple of those anyway, but maybe you could just share a little bit about that and I guess why it's important from a financial planner standpoint to have those acronyms. Of course, Jay, I'd be happy to. So CFP is Certified Financial Planner, which is sort of viewed as the gold standard of professional designations for professional financial planners. CHFC stands for Chartered Financial Consultant, which is listed as an advanced financial planning designation, which is offered through the American College, a series of coursework, of course, an MBA is just a a graduate degree in a business school after your undergrad. And then CKA stands for Certified Kingdom Advisor, which is a designation that's offered by a group called Kingdom Advisors, which is probably the leading source on biblically-wise education and training ground for financial planners to offer biblically-wise financial advice to their clients. Mm. And those are important, I would say, because it speaks to the the quality and competence of the advice that you're receiving. One thing that I like about the CFP designation is that you have to have a college degree. You have to be in the profession for a certain amount of years before you can use the designation, and you have to have a really clean compliance record. So no bad business on the books. 
Great. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. And of course, the Kingdom Advisor designation, Ron Blue is a name that probably a lot of people are familiar with, is the founder of that. And so I'm glad you pointed out that CKA designation that you have as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Certified Kingdom Advisor because the discussion here is surrounding a kingdom mindset, having a mindset that is, well, as you say, the key to a kingdom mindset is to have the mind of Christ. And that's where we're going to start this whole discussion. There's some scripture there in 1 Corinthians chapter chapter 2 that I had pulled up in front of me that says, For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. And that's a pretty cool thing, to have the mind of Christ. And only someone who has trusted in Christ and put their faith in him can say that they have the mind of Christ. I would say so. And, you know, for, for me, we're talking about kind of a theology of work or a, a theology around a kingdom business. It starts with your personal devotional time with the Lord himself to hear from God for the work, for the business. But you're right. Yeah, the key to a kingdom mindset is to have the mind of Christ. And we want to know how he thinks. We want to know how he thinks about our business, our work. You know, I I talk about the primacy of being spirit-led and who's leading, you know, who's leading in the business. We have a stewardship mindset where we have a belief that it's actually God's business that he's entrusted to us to run. And he has purpose and plans for that business that we're to seek him to discover what they are and be a business owner or a worker who follows him into those things. Or are we out in front where we're charging ahead with our own mind, right? Maybe not the mind of Christ, but our own mind saying, God, follow me and bless me. So there's there's a difference in perspective. Do we believe that God is out in front of us and we're following him? Or are we out in front of God asking God to follow along and bless us? Mm, yeah. And I want to bring up right off the bat here, because we don't know who's all tuning in. Someone may be a little bit confused even about this discussion about how can you have the mind of Christ? And well, as I said, you've got to have a relationship with Christ to have that. You have to have the Holy Spirit. You are given the Holy Spirit when you become a child of God. And that may be confusing to people as well. So I just want to briefly share the gospel message that Jesus Christ, uh, this one that we're talking about here, is the perfect, sinless Savior, the Son of God, uh, one person of our triune God, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you must believe, put your faith in this triune God, and accept that Jesus Christ went to the cross, took your sin upon himself, and was crucified and then resurrected. He rose from the dead victorious over sin and death, and he grants forgiveness of sins and eternal life to all who believe. It's not a matter of works trying to somehow earn it. It's a matter of faith by grace through faith that we are saved. And so that super brief anyway is the gospel message, and I want to you know bring that up very clearly here in case someone's tuning in and doesn't know Jesus Christ. If that applies to you, friend, in the listening family, reach out to me at this email address, the Plumline Radio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, the Plumline Radio at gmail.com. And we can connect and get the most important business taken care of, your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, there, from that uh, from that standpoint, now we can move into the rest of this here because, uh, yeah, you can't have a kingdom mindset without the mind of Christ, and you can't have the mind of Christ without a relationship with Christ. So let's keep moving along here into this discussion about this kingdom mindset. And you bring up another scripture from Luke chapter 2 on the next slide here that I wanted to have you dig into a little bit for us. 
Yeah, Luke chapter 2, verse 49, and he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? And of course, this is a story in Luke where Jesus and his family were in Jerusalem and the, the feast of the Passover and the end of their time there, and they were on their way home. And they left Jerusalem on their on their way back home, and before they knew it, they realized that their son Jesus wasn't there, and so they went back to the city. They searched for him for three days. They found Jesus in, in the temple, and the Bible says that Jesus was listening to the teachers. He was asking questions, and he was astonishing the listeners with the wisdom that he had. He was only 12 years old at the time, but the point is that from a, a really young age, Jesus was about his father's business, and Jesus never worked from his own individual standpoint, but he always worked from the standpoint of his father, and and we must learn to do the same. He is the perfect model for submission and humility and a life that's dedicated to going after the purposes that his father had for him, which, of course, you just mentioned what that was, was to come down and and be the savior of the world for those that would believe in him for that offer. And there's there's no better news than the good news. But when we think about having having a kingdom mindset, if Jesus is our model, then we should think about being about the Father's business ourselves, And if we're in a role where we're running a business or we're, we're an employee in someone else's business, how do we put ourselves into a, a mindset where we can be about our Father's business, where we can be more interested in accomplishing the, the purposes that He has for us and, and for the work versus maybe what we think we need to be doing or, or want to be doing. Mm, Yeah, exactly. And as we start to kind of get to thinking about whether it's a a business that we have or our finances, our resources, the question becomes, who is the owner of this really? Yeah, in Deuteronomy 10.14, is super clear. It says, to the Lord your God belong the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. That word is everything, not some things, all right? And so when you think about who owns businesses, who owns the finances, who owns your 401k, who owns your car, who owns your your job, your family, your kids, it's God. God owns everything that there is in the universe that he created. And many times, particularly for business owners, business owners think about their business as their pet, as their baby, as you know, something that they just poured their, their blood, sweat, and tears into. And many times their hands are closed around their business. And, and one of the ways to have a kingdom mindset is to actually open your hand and recognize that that business is not actually yours, but it's, it's God's and we should be going to God to find out what his purposes might be for it. Mm, yeah. And this is otherwise known or called uh, stewardship, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. So stewardship, essentially, we're, we're not owners. We are, we are managers or we are investors of someone else's stuff. So in this context, God is the owner and we are the manager. And so we have to understand our role as a steward. And we have to understand our role as a steward if we're, if we're going to maximize uh, kingdom impact to the best of our ability, because with, without the proper mindset that we are stewards and it's required of us to be found faithful and that one day, someday we're going to be held accountable to how we handled his stuff, it's really, really hard to get it right. And one day, someday, we're going to be standing in front of the Lord Jesus at the Bama seat, the judgment seat of Christ, probably right after the rapture or shortly after the rapture. And he's going to ask us, what did you do with my stuff? And for me, I want to have a pretty good answer. And if if I'm focused on running Open Door Financial as a faithful steward, endeavoring to be a faithful steward, recognizing that he's the owner and I'm just running his stuff for him, trying to maximize kingdom impact to the best of my ability, I believe I'm putting myself in a position to have a good conversation on that day. 
Mm, yeah, I'm just thinking as you're sharing this, if we have this proper perspective and understanding of stewardship and, and everything that you're talking about, then we will treat people not as, I guess, just a, a means to get what we want you know, for our business or whatever, but rather mm-hmm. as you know, people made in the image of God, and mm-hmm. we will have what mm-hmm. you call the, the people principle that I wanted to have you share a bit about. Yeah, the people principle relative to businesses, that businesses consist of people. When we think of businesses, we might think of fancy marketing campaigns or 60-story buildings in Manhattan. And we might think of beautiful logos. When someone mentions a business, a logo might come to mind or, or something material might come to mind. But businesses are people. They're made of people and they serve people. And if you take the people out of business, if you take the people out of work, then you're out of business. And every person in the business or in every person that the business is serving is is loved by God and has a God-given purpose. And I believe that if we have a kingdom mindset, then every business can have kingdom purpose. Every Christian who owns a business or every Christian who works in a business if they adopt a kingdom mindset and they, they look to their work to bring glory to God and to serve his purposes by serving people, they're putting themselves in a position where they're going to handle the things that God has entrusted to them with faithfulness. And that business is going to start aligning itself with God's purposes. If a business is tied to kingdom purpose, then it can be God sized. It has the potential to be God sized, but it, it has to be stewarded appropriately, and the people who own the business and the people who are working in the business must be aligned with what God wants to do in that business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sure appreciate these insights, and they're coming from a PowerPoint presentation that Jason Batt, my guest, has made here, and we're discussing basically having this kingdom mindset and looking at, you know, financial aspects and business ownership aspects, all from a biblical perspective, a biblical worldview, or from a kingdom mindset, I guess we could say. And we'll continue doing that with my guest, Jason Batt, the founder of Open Door Financial, and one of the great business sponsors of the Ministry of the Plumb Line on KCBQ in San Diego. And I'm so thankful, uh, Jason, for your partnership uh, with the show in that regard. And we're going to continue with more, so stay with me. All of you in the listening audience, stick around here. We have lots more to come on this discussion. You can reach out to me and share your thoughts or comments, questions about the broadcast at this email address, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Remember, plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at IntegrityCounselingGroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Hey, by any chance do you know of any attorneys or aspiring attorneys who seek to make honoring Christ and following His Word the centerpiece of their practice? Or maybe that describes you. An attorney who desires to practice as part of a firm that seeks to honor Christ and display his character to every client. 
the Brit Iowa-based law firm Sigrith Jones, Lips, and Backey is seeking to hire an attorney for their growing and active practice throughout North Central Iowa. Please reach out to them at 641-843-4451. Thanks for joining me for The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, I'm joined by Jason Batt of Open Door Financial, a business sponsor of The Plum Line in the San Diego area. And thankful to uh, Jason for sponsoring as well as for coming on the show and talking about a kingdom mindset from a biblical worldview and financial matters, business matters as well today on the Plum Line. And uh, Jason, we want to continue through a presentation that you've given on a kingdom mindset. And the next slide that I have in front of me says, think big with an exclamation point. And you've kind of pointed this out already that when we are aligned properly with this kingdom mindset, uh, we can think big and dream big because God is a big God, isn't he? <laughs> God is a big God. He's the biggest. And, you know, Victor Hugo has got a quote that I like. Victor Hugo was the author of The Hunchback of Notre Dame and, and Les Miserables. And one of the things he said is, dream no small dreams. They have no power to stir the hearts of men. Dream no small dreams. They have no power to stir the hearts of men. And we think about our dreams, we think about the size of our God, the size of your God determines the size of your dreams. When we think about our business dreams, are those dreams God-given? Are business goals God-inspired goals? Where are we getting them? Are there things that we are conjuring up? Are they coming from our flesh or from a worldly perspective? Or do we believe that these are the actual thoughts, dreams, and goals that God has given us? I like to think about God as my CSO. You've heard a CEO, Chief Executive Officer. You've heard a CFO, chief financial officer. Well, God's my CSO, chief spiritual officer. And we want to be meeting with our, our CSO every single day to make sure that he is putting into us his very thoughts and desires that he has for our day, for our meetings, for our business. And if we're doing that, then we're giving ourselves the best opportunity to actually have that consistent kingdom mindset. What are those big dreams? Because if God's involved then it should be big. It should be something that is beyond what we could do out of our own strength. By definition, if we feel like we can get everything done that we're trying to get done in our own power without the help of God, then we may want to recalibrate. We may want to dream bigger dreams. We may want to invite God into these business plans and into the these mental conversations that, that we have uh, with where we want this thing to go. because. God is a really big God, and he, he wants to do big things through his people. Amen. And I think that, uh, you know, the big dreams that we have, we don't mm-hmm. want those to be centered around ourselves. I'm just thinking of, you know, there are those who would say they want to do, you know, all sorts of financial planning and preparing and things so that they have a lot of wealth mm-hmm. for when they retire and can just buy a, a place out on the beach or whatever it may be and, right, exactly. and just, you know, rest up there. And that's not the goal. And you say here, the Bible is not opposed to success or wealth, but why do you want it? And I think that's a very good way to think about it. Yeah, it's the motivation behind it. And you're right, most of us at one point or another, many of us, I would say, struggle at one point or another with the love of money. And and everyone needs to wrestle with the motivation behind why we want to acquire the things that we want to acquire. Because if we're just interested in becoming rich uh, for our own sake, we just want to stack money on top of money on top of money with no real purpose outside of it making us feel like we're important. 
or significant or special or better than the next guy, then that's not God's heart around wealth. And it's not the heart of a, a faithful steward. And actually what we're, we're setting ourselves up for a pretty tough conversation. We're setting ourselves up to be the second coming of the rich fool, ultimately. So it, it is a good question to ask. Why do we want success? Why do we want wealth? You know, what's the motivation behind it? For me, as I've been wrestling with with this question over the years, um, I've been studying financial theology for 17 years now. I started in financial ministry in 2007 and I've uh, continued all the way through. And one of the things that drove me to financial ministry is actually the realization that I had a real problem with the love of money. And so I, I started in financial ministry to, to free myself from it. And then once I got free, I was in a position to help other people as well. And one of the things that the Lord led me to through uh, Open Door Financial is to create the Open Door Charitable Giving Fund. And what that is, is essentially, is it tries to take the majority of, of the retained earnings of the company and, and put it into a giving fund. And then I invite my client base to help me give it away. We've been doing this for years now. We do it every single spring. Typically in April, the, the funds are released in a, a lot of different ways all over the world to help build the kingdom and spread the gospel and help people. I believe that God really wants to bless businesses, but they need to be faithful businesses. And the business owner and the, the model of the business needs to be a model of excellence and needs to serve people well, needs to have the right values. And ultimately, a, a business owner or just a, an employee or a worker in general, they have to realize, everyone has to realize that they're, that they're building a kingdom. And you can either spend your entire career building your own kingdom or you could build his kingdom. But that's the choice. You're either every financial decision and every financial decision, you're either making a choice to build your own kingdom or build his kingdom. And which one is going to be the smartest one to do? Which one is going to bring the, the best return? Well, his kingdom, because that's, that's going to provide an eternal return. But God wants to bless faithful businesses and he's not opposed to success or wealth. And I started this Open Door Charitable Giving Fund in 2019, I got started in financial planning and investment management in 2005. In 2019, it was the best year I ever had. And that was the, the start of the Open Door Charitable Giving Fund, where I got really intentional about building the kingdom through my business. Well, God's business that I'm stewarding. 2019 was the best year I ever had in business, which coincided with the opening of, of the Open Door Charitable Giving Fund. Then 2020 was the best year I ever had in business. And then 2021 was the best year I ever had in business. And then 2022 was the best year I ever had in business. <laughs> and then 2023 was the best year I ever had in business. So when I got serious about building his kingdom through this business, I believe that that opened the windows of heaven for a blessing to come in, blessed me with, with great clients to help them be faithful stewards as well. Because my mission and vision for Open Doors to teach biblically wise finance, to help people manage finances God's way which is going to be a blessing for them, for God, and of course, for the people that are involved in their lives. Mm, yeah. And honestly, and I heard this from actually another financial advisor in the Phoenix area that talked about, you know, when you're supporting the Lord's work and what God is seeking to do and to accomplish, 
you may yeah. not receive a blessing back directly from that which you are supporting, but you will be abundantly blessed. And his point was, and this is a guy that sponsors the plumb line, and his yeah. point was that whether or not he gets anything out of you know the sponsorship of the plumb line as far as you know, business or whatever, he knows that he is going to be blessed because he's supporting something that God is doing and that being in Phoenix. But yeah, and so I don't know if that's kind of a mindset you take in sponsoring the plumb line in, yeah. in San Diego, but yeah, that's kind of how it works, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, a, a financial gift to a, a missionary or a ministry is not always going to provoke God to respond with uh, a blessing in kind. You know, a financial gift given doesn't necessitate God to bless you financially back. Right. But many times it, it, it does work that way. And the, the Bible does say that the generous shall prosper. But the, pros, the word prosper in the Bible is much greater than, than just financial. But ultimately, the Bible also talks about Jesus says that if you're faithful with a little, you'll be faithful in much. Okay, and if you go back with, to the parable of talents and the parable of minas, God is always interested in putting more resources into the hands of people who are faithfully stewarding it. There is this principle that runs deep in the Bible that if we are operating as faithful stewards, God wants to and, and usually does put more in our lap because he can trust us with it. Yeah, amen. Well, and I'll tell you what, we are out of time here, and we've got some more slides and a lot more uh, that I really want to dig into here with you. So I'm going to just plan to get another show with you. Jason Bad is my guest. Again, he's the founder of Open Door Financial. We're talking about a kingdom mindset and also about all kind of financial matters and business stewardship matters here, all from a biblical perspective. And as I said, there's quite a bit more that I want to discuss. So we're going to wrap up this edition of The Plumb Line and invite all of you and the listening family to come back and join us the next time when we'll talk more about this with my guest Jason Batt, founder of Open Door Financial. I am so thankful that you have signed on to the plumb line and have tuned in here. And if you missed any of this broadcast, maybe you just happened to tune in right now, you can find the plumb line at places where you go for podcasts. Take Spotify, for example. Just go there, put in the plumb line with Jay Rudolph, and you'll be able to find it there, as well as other podcast sources, too. So I hope you will do that, and I hope I hope you'll support those businesses that support this ministry. Say thanks to them and do business with them if you can, because they make, they make it possible for the show to air in your area. We'll see you next time on the Plumb Line. The Plumb Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com.